Hi, I am Daniela Stockflit Menis. Welcome to my podcast, because everyone has a story. The place to give ordinary people's stories the chance to be shared and preserved. Or stories become the language of connections. Let's enjoy it, connect and relate. Because everyone has a story. For this episode, we are talking to Janine, a fascinating friend. There is so much I love about Janine that we could have many stories. But today we are focusing on one. The recollection of a hike she embarked on, the Lions Mountain Trail in beautiful British Columbia, that took a nasty turn. Enjoy it. Uno, dos, tres, testing. We have Janine here with us. Thank you so much for coming. Well, I really appreciate that you're here. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Well, for, before you tell me the story, I really would like to tell, well, share with everyone how we met because I think it was quite fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember that we, I was at the gym and I, we were doing the classes, which does every day at six. <laughs> and yeah. you will come sometimes with yes. Barrett. Yeah. And then one day you go, oh, you should come to the other side. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think I I started going a few times a week and I would see you and we would chat in the class and then and then I stopped going as much and then I would be in the gym and then when I came to the class I'd say, Come to the come work out with me. <laughs> yes, you would say, Come to the other side. I'm like, Oh yeah. no, that's like too much. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can do that. And and I remember you complimenting me on my arms. And I'm like, Oh my god, she said I had nice arms. <laughs> Yeah. And then you started to help me, and you and Arette helped mm-hmm. me to learn about the weight training, and I love it now. And I, <laughs> so yes, so thank you, thank you. That was yeah. really fun. I'm glad that you tried something new and learned something new. That I know, was, and good. and so important, right, to mm-hmm. have muscles and to grow. Well, yeah, and and to branch out, right, because I think people get stuck doing the same thing for so long, and then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, is do you just keep doing it because that's that's what you know to do? But then you're like, well, I I'm the same as I was. Six months ago. <laughs> yes, that's true. And you have been a great mentor on that area, so thank you. And we also talk a lot about food, and mm-hmm. and I always think that, oh, my God, Janine is crazy. She's so strict with the diet. <laughs> and then the other day when we went for a walk, and I was talking to you about intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and fasting in general, and yeah. you were like, okay, no, that's too much. I was like, oh, maybe I have become Janine. You went on the other side. <laughs> yes. So like, okay, I have to come down. Yeah. But yeah, so that's great that we have those things in common. It, it is fun to go for walks and talk about health and exercise. And It is. Well, it's. It's. I remember you saying to me, oh, what happens when you go to, to visit other people at their houses? Do you say you can't eat anything? I remember that. And I said, well, you know, you, you adjust and and." You know, you can eat a lot of the things that, that people serve. Um, you know, you may skip a couple things or that day you might eat it. But I remember having that conversation. So that was, it was nice to see you, you and Dave actually make some, some changes to lifestyle changes. So yes. Good. If somebody ever asks, oh, do you, do you have any allergies? I, I said, no, we eat everything, but please don't serve pasta. That's <laughs> the only thing I ask. You're here for a story that is not related to exercise or eating healthy. No, it's not. <laughs> well, it is probably related to... Oh, there's, there's exercise involved. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. So And so how did you came up with the idea of, of, of sharing this story? This story is, it's something, I'm a teacher, so it's something that I share with my students every year because it's one of the stories in my life, I think, that it's memorable to me because it was, I would say, 
a near-death experience in some ways. I made some decisions that I think back and, and think they weren't good decisions, but you learn from mistakes. And yeah, it's something that I that I bring with me year, every year and, and the students love hearing the story. So I thought you might like hearing it as well. Good. And then so the, the students that you teach, how old are they? Uh, the students I teach are between 10 or sorry, 9 and 13, I would say, elementary school. And how they react with the story usually? They're usually quite amazed. <laughs> they, um, they, you know, when I get to certain parts of the story, they're like, wow, oh, wow, you did that. Because it's stuff that you see on TV a lot of the time. So not many people have had this experience and probably don't want to have this experience either. Wow. Yeah, they're they're like it quite a bit and they probably think oh my god our teacher is so cool <laughs> <laughs> or crazy maybe <laughs> wow. how long ago was this how old um, were you this was um, 16 years ago so it was 2004 um, actually I just started my teaching career because I um, I graduated in I guess it was July of that year and it, this was in September when this happened a friend of mine I guess sort of the background story is it was 2004 and I'd started getting more interested in hiking probably about 2000, 2001 in the, around that time. So we've done a few hikes, um, sort of practice hikes to do some bigger hikes, like the West Coast Trail. I did a couple of years in a row um, with this friend. And then this year, 2004, he we said, oh, and I played volleyball with him. So this is a friend that I played volleyball with. He said, okay, well, let's go for a hike in the morning and then we'll meet our Arette, which is my husband now, and his girlfriend at the time, Lona, which is his wife now. We'll meet them at the beach after. So I said, okay, yeah, that's a great idea. So we drove up to Lions Bay. Mm -hmm. So it was a hike that was uh, the, li the Lions, very popular hike, more advanced hike for sure. Um, and I think I'd done some, as I said, I'd done some hikings, felt comfortable doing it. And what was the training that you needed to prepare? How was it? For this hike, it was all, all the stuff that we'd done in the past was enough. So it was definitely, you know, the West Coast Trail training and the West Coast Trail were enough to warrant going on this hike and feeling comfortable enough. But the training is just going? It's just doing something or you have to? Yeah, yeah. The okay. training would just be doing. Um, so the training for the West Coast Trail would be doing smaller hikes leading up to the West Coast Trail. The West Coast Trail is like a, it's, it was a four day hike, right? Like you, you hike for, for four days. And this is here in BC? It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's on the, um, on the island, um, just on the, uh, the coast, the, uh, right along the Pacific Ocean. Close to Tofino or? Mm -hmm. okay. Um, I think it's on the other side. Sorry, I'm not very good with the geography, but it's it's it may be further north, possibly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we'd had those experiences um, together, and I'd you know also done some hiking on my own. Um, so, you know, to me, he was a more advanced um, and experienced hiker. So, just sort of to preface the story, I trusted him. <laughs> so I had my. 101 hiking book. It's a book that um, I'm, I think it's still in, or 106 hikes in British Columbia. I think it's still in circulation. They um, renew it, I don't know how many, maybe every year possibly. Um, and so I had that hike on in there. So I had the map in the book, you know, to reference, you know, where we were going. So we decided, um, so we hiked up and we got to one point where he said, um, so should we turn around and go back or 
should we continue through the lion heads? So there's two heads, um, which you can see from actually from Richmond, right? You can see when you look towards the north. Yes, the, I, I can't believe you're bringing this story because a friend of ours just went and it was pictures and I was telling Dave, oh my God, we should do this hike. Mm-hmm. But maybe, I don't know, you're scaring <laughs> me now. No, it's beautiful. It's it's definitely, you know. It's about 20 kilometers? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you, there's different variations of the lines. You could go right up. You could go through right up to the top or, yeah. So there's, but I would say, yeah, around 20 kilometers. Um, so we went, the plan was just to go up and then come back down. But um, my friend said, oh, well, let's go through and around. And he was kind of saying, oh, let's go around this way. And according to my map, um, and that's why I bring up the fact that I had the map and I had the book. Um, I saw that doing that extra bit that he was talking about, it looked quite a bit longer than what we'd already done. So this is maybe one, one, two in the afternoon at this point. So I'm like, you know, okay, sure. Let's, let's go. Let's do that. And this is, again, remember, this is just the plan was, you know, I had one liter of water, I had my lunch, um, and I had my book. Basically, I didn't have any other survival gear with me because it was just supposed to be, you know, hike up and down and go to the beach and play volleyball. And you said what time of the year was it? Oh, this was in September. Okay. Early September. So it was in the fall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so late I, September. Um, I think early September because I remember, um, I remember I just started my teaching career because that was that September I just started on call. So I think I'd been working a little bit, but I wasn't fully. Yeah. It was just a teacher on call at that point. Um, so we, we, so I decided to agree to go through the, the lion heads and um, yeah, it wasn't a good decision. <laughs> and, you know, thinking back, I, you know, I should have listened to my intuition. Right. Mm-hmm. And, looking at the map that I had with me, um, knowing that, okay, this, the distance is double the distance that we'd, we'd already gone. So we just, we were going on and on as we continued on, I was getting very upset because I realized that, you know, we, the trail, we were, we were deep in, we were deep in the mountains and we were kind of on and off the trail. We had to look for the trail a couple of times that the markers on the trees, um, not, we weren't lost. We knew where we were because, you know, we, we found markers. Um, but eventually at one point we got to this, um, gully and I knew where we were. Um, because according to my map, there was a mountain called Mount Harvey. And it was when we got to the mountain right beside the mountain, there was this this rocky gully that kind of went down. Didn't look steep at the time, but the decision to go down was based on the fact that there was a, a piece of um, there's a, a, a stick with a string on it, like someone had had gone this way. So I remember thinking, well, it looks like someone had gone this way, right? So remember, no water. I'm tired. You mm-hmm. know, I'm pissed off at this point. <laughs> I'm just I'm mad at myself for agreeing, and I'm mad at him for for like taking me this way. And he's not saying anything? No, he's he was fine. He was just like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, you know, we'll get it, we'll get there, we'll get there, right? Like it was it was just it was just long and it, I was exhausted. 
And how many, that was one o'clock when you decided to start going back that way. So what, how many hours have passed? So at this point, the timing is kind of all what I, what I do remember, um, is once we started going down that gully, it was about seven (gasps) o'clock. Yeah. So it started getting dark at that point. Um, or started, sorry, not getting dark, but you could tell the sun was starting to, to go, to come down, right? Yes. Like it's, it's September. Um, and when we started going down and, I, um, I realized that like, I felt like I was in trouble. Like there was, it was very rocky and I was falling and my pants got ripped several times because I was trying to go down on my bum because going the other way. They're just, you know, I just wasn't, there was nothing really to grip onto. So I was like basically crawling on my, my, uh, my hands and my, my feet, right? With my bum on the, on the mountain. Wow. So, and a couple times I did fall. And I remember this one time I had to, I like grabbed onto like a, like a branch or something that was coming out of the, out of the mountain. And it was just, I just remember being terrified and, and I could see, how sound so I could see the water um, below, but I mean there was there's a road between the mountain and, and and the water. I wasn't gonna fall in the water, but if I fell, it would have been far enough down the mountain that I would have hurt myself very badly or died. Mm. Wow. <laughs> At one point, I had so 2004. Do you remember like technology then? No much. There wasn't. There wasn't as much as now. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> so I had. Um, do you remember analog and digital phones? Yes. Right. So I had an, an analog phone, and my friend had um, digital. So he had no connection at all. So his connection was completely cut off. But my analog phone, it was like a, one of those little those little flip phones. Yes. <laughs> I believe it switched between digital and analog. So it switched into analog. So I was able to contact. Um, a ret at the time and say, you know, I'm stuck on this mountain or I'm, I'm not, I'm stuck. Actually, I wasn't stuck at that point. When I called him, I was in the gully, but I said, I'm, you know, I'm really scared. I'm, you know, this is what's happening. He's like, you know, why are you calling me? Don't call me. Call 911. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just like, if you need help, I can't help you. Um, I thought, okay, I'll just keep trying. So at one point, my friend, so he had his phone, but he also had his cam- he had a camera, like you know, back in two thousand four when you actually carry a, a camera that takes pictures mm-hmm. and not just your phone. I so then we got separated because I stopped at this one point that was like a ledge um, where I felt safe that you know like I could sit here and call nine one one. And he kind of went around beside that little ledge. He went around this rocky this rock basically like rock climbed around and went down a little bit so we could communicate mm-hmm. but we couldn't see each other and at that point i said to him i can't i just can't go anymore that's it like i was done like i was just terrified it was i was i was shaking so much that i i couldn't even climb around and and i think it would would have been challenging either way even if i was wasn't terrified but i couldn't climb around that that rock that he had okay so again i couldn't see him but we could still communicate um, and the other thing that was interesting at that time, because we had both done the West Coast Trail, when you do the West Coast Trail, they tell you um, beforehand, they say, okay, well, if you need to get rescued, it could cost you $1,000 mm-hmm. to get rescued. So yes. this is all going on in my head. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that I'm going to have to pay $1,000 to get off this mountain. I mean, you think about that now, 
like, okay, well, would you pay a thousand dollars to save your life? <laughs> I know, but in, anyway, you, 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 of course, you worry, right? Again, I remember that going through my head. And I think we'd even talked about it as well. He went ahead and I called. So the other thing that was very interesting is so my, because my phone was switching back and forth and because we'd been hiking for so many hours, it was my battery was at almost nothing. Mm -hmm. When I called 911, it actually went into uh, emergency mode. So there's emergency backup. And I still think somebody said that even today they have like a backup. If your phone is dead, if you dial 911, some sort of emergency battery. I'm not sure I haven't done it since that time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some sort of battery, uh, so backup for that. So when I said what the situation was to the 911 operator, they transferred me to North Shore Rescue. So I talked to, at the time, fellow's name, and he, I think he's died in the last couple of years, unfortunately, um, Tim Jones. Oh, okay. And he was the leader of North Shore Rescue. And basically he said to me, you know, just stay where you are. Because I, and the thing is, we weren't lost, right? I knew where we were. And I told him, I'm, I said, we're beside Mount Harvey because that's the the mountain was right there and I was like right beside it. I just said we're stuck. We can't so we can't get down. So he said, "Stay where you are. Nothing's going to happen to you except you're going to be cold and hungry, but don't move." So I said, "Okay, that's fine." So I relayed that information to my friend. I, you know, and and he said, "If you went once you hear anything, start to flash whatever." He said, "Do you have anything that you can flash any light?" Or and I said, "Well, because I didn't bring a headlamp yes. or anything, but I had I had at the time again 2004. I had one of those Indiglo watches. Okay, do you remember those? It was like Timex or but the precedence like a blue. It was like a blue light. I'm sure they probably yes, still yes, have I know those today. Ones. Okay, <laughs> um, so I had that, and my friend had his camera. So I told him, I said, you know, when you see anything, just start flash, just start flashing your camera." Like but taking pictures. if you see anything like a bear or you see anything like a helicopter so they know where you are. Yeah. Any, if you, yeah, not, no, not a bear. Okay. Thankfully. Okay. <laughs> and that was just, if you hear once, basically it was like, if you hear us come, once you hear us coming or any sound, then start flashing because that most likely means that we're coming up or mm -hmm. down or whatever. I didn't know which, which direction they were coming from, to be honest. And yeah, I mean, the other thing with the bear, I don't think bears even went down there because it was <laughs> such a ridiculous place to be, in my opinion. I was. I think it, it was just too slippery. There was there wasn't a lot lot of vegetation there. Okay. So there were no animals during that time. So you were not lost, mm -hmm. but the thing is that the road was difficult to go through. So you couldn't really go down anymore because you were exhausted. Exactly. Oh. Exhausted and terrified of having to climb around that 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 rock that my friend did. So, so it's, it's not really a path. No. Oh, so you just you. Just so we were off trail. Oh. Felt terrible about because remember back to that stick with the string. We thought, okay, well, this would be a good way to get out, but. It wasn't, right? It was off trail and it, w it wasn't a good decision. So then many, many hours went by. It was dark. It was cold. I sat there and I started hallucinating because I started hearing things. I, I thought that they were shooting like James Bond movies where they shoot the wire up and then they climb. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what was happening. But I think rocks were falling. Okay. Right. And the wind started. So I lost communication with my friend. Right. We couldn't hear each other anymore. But it was, I mean, we didn't need to continue talking, but... There was, it was too, it was too loud. The wind was loud and then the rocks flying down were, it was like, pew, pew. Like that's like his 
and maybe that was maybe that was all in my head too, right? But mm-hmm. I, that is definitely something I remember. Finally, um, I think it was maybe one or two in the morning when the guys came. They were coming up. So again, I didn't know whether they were going to be coming up from below or they were going to be coming from where we'd come from the mm-hmm. top, um, or there was going to be a helicopter. I, I didn't know what what, what was going to happen. So they came up, and I be- so once I heard, I put my my watch out and sort of around that rock that I was talking about, and they found me and. Um, but before that, they'd found my friend because he was further below. Mm-hmm. So then they had to put me in a harness, attach me to another guy to, to go around this rock and then take me down a little bit. So, so you wouldn't move. You were like... Well, I couldn't. Well, yeah, because I, I, I wasn't able to to move from where I was, right? And they realized that there was, I wasn't, it wasn't just like, okay, just take a step. It was, it was literally like climb around this rock. So they, they had to put me in a harness to rock climb around there. And you, so you were behind, somebody was carrying you or? Um, did you just? No, I was in a harness and the guy on, there, there was a guy that went up a little bit. So I think he somehow, I, I don't, I, there was one above me and one below me. So I think somehow they probably were able to guide me around the rock by holding, holding my weight. Okay. And your friend also was in harness? No, because he was basically, they were, they were taking me to where he was. Okay. Right. So a, a, away from that ledge or that, that area that I was sit, sitting on for those several hours around the rock to where he was. So we sat there and so they brought, um, and I was like, oh, I felt so bad. I felt so, because we were off trail and these are all, they're all volunteers and they were at a dinner. <laughs> they were saying they were at a dinner. I mean, they weren't making, they weren't making me feel bad, but you know, they were, I guess, in just in conversation, they were at uh, some sort of banquet or something. And I just felt like, just felt terrible because mm-hmm. I was like, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, this is, this is such a terrible decision. I'm off trail. You're having to rescue me, you know, like basically risk their lives. And I know this is what they do, but you still have a sense of guilt. Of course. When you're in that situation. So we, we were on the mountain and we stayed overnight Oh, on the mountain. Yeah. So it was probably, it was myself, my friend, and I would say about five other guys that came up. They brought food and water and blankets and everything. And then in the morning, once it was light out, it was a decision they were having to make whether to do the same thing, harness and rock climb down the mountain or rock climb, I guess. I don't I don't know what it's called, but go, go down the mountain with some supports mm-hmm. or to get the helicopter or to fly in to, to take us down. So they decided to use the helicopter because I don't know if it was, my memories tells me that it was because they felt like I was too shaken up to do, you know, to go down that way. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they said, okay, there's the helicopter's going to come in and there's going to be a cable from the helicopter. Okay. Cause I'm thinking there's going <laughs> to, there's going to be a ladder from the helicopter and I'm going to have to climb up the ladder. Right. Cause you've seen that in movies. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. We, I hope not. Yeah. So I'm, like okay just i'm just like just get me off the mountain right at this point i just like i, I trust whatever decision they're yes. making about the helicopter comes the, there's a huge cable hanging from the helicopter and there's a guy hanging at the bottom so he drops a bag and then they get the bag and in that bag there's like a basically a big bag it's almost like a big diaper yes <laughs> that i have to put on with a, a carabiner on it mm-hmm. and then they said okay so when he comes back so then he drops it and then he they go away a little bit the helicopter goes away and then said when the helicopter comes back you, we're gonna connect you to the guy on the bottom so you're just basically gonna like this is the guy is has his legs out and i have to wrap my legs around him so we're you know sort of connected in that way and then they're gonna 
take you to safe, like a safe place or whatever, the, the logging road where I will be picked up. Uh-huh. So he comes, so he, they connect me and it's only one at a time, right? So in this case, I, I go first and I'm flying through the air at the bottom of a cable <laughs> of a helicopter <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, my God. So I'm afraid of heights. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. They fly. And because of how sounds right there, they, they have to fly over the water right? because they have to go away from the trees. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm probably this hopefully will never happen to me again. So I should open my eyes and just look around a little bit. <laughs> I guess I was just like, you know, my eyes were closed really tight at first because yeah. I was really scared. But I thought, you know, I'm just going to look around a little bit and just, you know, take in the take in this experience for what it is. And it was scary. It was it was really scary, and uh, they dropped me at the the logging road where Rhett was there, and there were other. They didn't have an ambulance or anything because I wasn't. We weren't hurt. Mm-hmm. So, but they didn't bring you up on the helicopter. You was just on a rope there. Like wow! And how long were you? Five um, minutes, ten minutes. It was probably I, I would say maybe five to seven minutes. I don't I don't remember it being very long. Right? It was just basically the closest road I guess they could get to where. They could access like a logging road where cars could access. I, I find it very clever of you to say, oh, I better open my eyes because this may not happen <laughs> again. Hopefully, <laughs> at least that way, right? You can. Well, exactly. Because I mean, not many times where you're flying at the bottom of a helicopter and, you know, cable over beautiful how sound. Right? <laughs> The Whistler Highway, the highway along, I can't even remember the name of the highway, but towards Lister's beautiful water, right? Yes, on, yes. On that highway. So that was where, that's where it was. So I wanted to take the, the scenery in a little bit. But yeah, it was, um, and then my friend came down and the other guys came down. I think they, some of them went in the helicopter, the d- different ways they came down. But it was, the experience was very scary. And I remember, you know, driving home and just crying a lot because it was very traumatizing, mm-hmm. right? It was, it was extremely traumatizing to feel like you were going to fall to your death and then staying overnight on a mountain. And I mean, because we weren't lost and because I was able to communicate with emergency, you know, I don't remember ever thinking this is, this is the end of my life. Right. I don't, I think when we were going down and I'd kind of slipped a few times, I I was so focused on the next step that I wasn't thinking about, Oh, this is it. Like my life is over. Just that I was just so, so scared. Mm-hmm. So, so this it kind of comes, and the reason I, I wanted to tell the story is because it kind of comes full cir- circle this year because uh, my friend and I, same friend, um, we hadn't hiked, I want to say, since then. Oh, right. Together. Alone or together, period? Together, period. And not because I didn't want to hike with him. It was just, you know, our lives kind of got busy with kids and different things because um, at that point, you know, we didn't have any any kids or anything but um yeah just life got busy and he lives a little further away um but this summer he's like oh yeah let's go on a hike and I, <laughs> and I was like sure okay but I honestly was a little bit scared and I thought and I invited some other people I was like okay well it won't just be me and him and then day before one friend canceled and then another friend canceled and I was like oh my gosh that's just gonna be me and him <laughs> You brought a blanket, more food. Exactly, right? I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, and I even talked to Red about it. I'm like, I'm just going to make good decisions, right? I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to follow my intuition this time about choices because he's, he's a bit more of a daredevil, right? Even from his own admission, you know, he's been in many, many sticky situations. I see. (laughs) 
So we went and we actually hiked almost, we hiked Mount Harvey. So the mountain that I was stuck beside, we met, we hiked up that mountain and then down the mountain. So we were right in the area where we got stuck. Mm-hmm. So we had this discussion about where it was that we got stuck and we had a disagreement about where Saw that, of course. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure it was here. He's like, no, I don't think it was there. But either way, um, you know, after 16 years, you can't really remember exactly what it looked like. But I do remember it was beside that mountain. So it was... It was nice to go back and sort of go back with him as well and sort of revisit and talk about that experience and the fact that we were we were both less experienced hikers. And, um, you know, maybe it would have been different today in that situation or, you know, had we gotten in that situation now being a little bit more experienced. But I don't know. It's, not, it's hard to it's hard to say. <laughs> but, but it's great that you went back exactly the same what you didn't walk. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so was it was it as you, you, if you walk it, you will say, oh, it wasn't that big deal. I could have really done it. Um, we, well, I didn't. So we didn't go because it was off trail. I would still say probably not. But I don't know. Maybe. So you went off trail again. No, 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 no. So we went. No, we went. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were. So the mountain that I was stuck beside, we did that mountain. So we kind of came from the other way. So instead of doing instead of going through the lions, it's called Mount Harvey. Um, we, we went to Mount Harvey up Mount Harvey and then down Mount Harvey and where we were stuck was beside Mount Harvey but we didn't go down we didn't we stayed on trail the entire time so <laughs> no chance of getting stuck but just seeing where we had gone down and taken that wrong turn was interesting and also the fact that if we had not taken that turn it would have been a grueling number of hours up and down that mountain back to our car that day. So if we had continued along the the route, we may have made it, but I'm sure it would have been very, very late at night. It was a very challenging hike. It was just nice to go. It was nice to go back with him, I think, just in in the same area. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. It was this, the stick with the rope, the, the way that you shouldn't have gone? It was, and... I think it was, I mean, it was a combination of lack of water and food and being exhausted that really, really does have an effect on your, on decision making. Um, but also, I mean, that was at the point of after hours of being on the mountain. But before that, the, the following my intuition and not second guessing myself when the initial decision was made to do it. And, and I had a map and that's, you know, the whole reason I brought up the fact that I had my book, I had my map. I knew according to my map, this was going to take double the time that it took to to get up so not sure why i didn't listen to my own feeling about this is going to be a much going to be much longer we should just go back because we don't have time or i don't have we didn't bring enough food or water definitely you know i I do think back to i should have listened to my my inner voice saying Mm -hmm. what did he say after all these like after he picked you up from the helicopter was he like super sorry or did he took what did Um, he say i guess we're still angry with him i was still i was still upset I was still, you know, it didn't ruin our friendship, I wouldn't say. Like, I wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't like I didn't talk to him for years. But I was, yeah, I was, I was upset with him. And I can't remember if he apologized specifically, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't ever, I didn't ever blame him fully. Because I, I always said to myself, you know, I'm the one who agreed. He didn't make me go this way. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was owed an apology necessarily because I decided on my own as an adult that I was going to do this. It's it's brought up more as a joke than it is. So we go to their house maybe once or twice a year and, you know, it's a group of friends and sometimes it will come up as, you know, getting stuck on the mountain. He's like, oh, you have to bring that up, you know. <laughs> so he's, you know, there's a little bit of, I don't know if you'd say embarrassment or just like, oh, yeah, like that was not a good, that was not a good time. <laughs> um but, you know, I, yeah, like I say, I don't feel like he, he, 
he owes me an apology and I don't have any ill feelings towards him. But, you know, at the time I was angry because of the situation that yes. we were in. And tell me more about that, this friend. How do you meet him? And um, So he is a uh, really tall Danish guy. He uh, We played volleyball together. Actually, so I I joined a beach volleyball league what year, but a long time ago before children <laughs> at Jericho. And the league, you can join as um, an individual and then they put you on a team with other individuals. So if you don't have if you don't have a team, they'll put you together with a team with other individuals. Mm -hmm. So it was great because there was a group of us, including him and, and you know, for a few other people who who met and still talk today after all these years, played volleyball, beach volleyball together. Years of being on the same volleyball team. And um, he was from Denmark. Mm -hmm. He's Danish. So I think he'd been here for a few years before I met him. And then his girlfriend came and they got married here. So, yeah, it was it was really nice. It was it's a, it's a nice group of friends that played volleyball together. And, and even after kids, we kind of have our own lives now in terms mm -hmm. of he lives in West Van and you know, it's a bit far, but we still see each other once or twice a year. So it's nice. And then Oret and his girlfriend, now wife, were waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And what, were they worried? Were your parents worried? What would happen in that other side? Yeah, I mean, they, I, th I think they were worried, but I, the fact that we were gonna, that we were being rescued was <laughs> probably a big relief in that, you know, we weren't hurt or anything. So I think when I called him, he was probably a bit worried at that point because he didn't know what was going on. But I, I believe when I called 911, um, when I talked to the rescue people, I might have given his information. Mm -hmm. I believe and just so that they have they can contact my immediate family or whatever so that they can tell them what the situation is right so I, at that point he assumed that everything was going to be fine because I wasn't hurt or that I was going to be I was going to be rescued because I didn't yeah I didn't even think about I didn't think about any animals or anything which I mean definitely could have been a factor <laughs> but as I said I don't think any animals wanted to go down where we went so She's, they probably were looking at you and said, oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> She's look at those stupid there. people on the, on the side of the mountain. <laughs> Did it stop you from maybe hiking for a while or being like super paranoid about preparing for any task or whatever you went away or? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I remember, you, it, I think it, it took a while to, to get back on the mountain. Like, I don't think I went back right away. I mean, that was September, so I probably didn't hike. Maybe I hiked the next summer. So I had a few months to sort of get over it or feel a little bit better about what, what happened. Or, um, But I don't, I don't remember being overly, oh, you know what? I, no, I do have a headlamp. So I do carry a headlamp with me much of the time. Um, but other than that, I think it was it was more just at the time feeling traumatized a few days, maybe a week after, and then having that time through the fall and the winter to sort of feel better and then the next summer go back into because I don't remember not hiking because I, I was too afraid. I don't remember that feeling of mm -hmm. saying, oh, I don't want to go because I'm too afraid I'm going to get stuck. You know, I knew it was this, this was it was the time that I made a bad decision and it could easily be solved by not making that decision <laughs> yes. to uh, not, to go off trail, not use not use my map that I had. Oh, and, you know, I always wonder when you hear in the news, oh, people were rescued. And you're like, what were they thinking? Yeah. How yeah. could this happen? <laughs> right? Exactly. You think, oh, my gosh, those people, they, they took the wrong. I know. How can you not like, follow how, the road? Yeah. They went <laughs> off trail. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's the thing. I felt so bad and I felt so guilty because it was just a bad decision. But as I said, no food and water. You make bad decisions because you think that, you know, this is going to get you out faster or this is this is what I should do, even though it's not. But now that we fast, yes. would that be a concern <laughs> now if you don't have food and water? Well, you know, what's interesting is that I don't 
even on on big hikes, I don't take a lot of food because I don't really get that hungry. Mm-hmm. So it's it is interesting because it it might be a different way of thinking, right? I might not be as hungry, and I might not have that brain fog that I had at that point to make those decisions. I might be able to go for longer because I'm used to not having food for mm-hmm. you know sixteen. I only do like sixteen, eighteen hours. <laughs> <laughs> not like you're twenty four. <laughs> you know, so you're right. It, it could definitely make a difference in my decision making now compared mm-hmm. to then. I think also you were stressed, and that doesn't help. Yes. You know, food or not food, we could survive without water for no four days or something, yeah. and food about two weeks, even longer. Yes, exactly. There was no way that you could have find him. No, because it was climbing around that rock was just too. It was too scary, and yeah. he couldn't come back. No, he couldn't come. Coming back up, there was once he was around that rock. There's I don't know if there's no way to come back up, but it would have been difficult for him to come. And it and where I was was very small like it, I wasn't even able to sit like I was I was crouching oh wow yeah so I wasn't even able to like sit and relax fully I was crouching my pants were ripped oh yeah you you missed telling us how small the area was I did yeah I forgot about that yeah yeah so it was yeah it was a very small little I don't know it wasn't a ledge because there wasn't it wasn't like there was a cliff beside it but just a small area beside the mountain beside that rock that I would have had to climb around maybe it was keeping maybe it kept me a little bit warm because that mountain was there mm-hmm. right so you know it, and it was such a small space if it was more open i might have been colder right but the with the wind blowing maybe that helped keep me a little warm and do you tell these stories to your two sons yes they know i hope they know that story <laughs> but <laughs> is it do you remind them when they go on a hike yeah i mean not not directly related to this particular experience i wouldn't say in in general, in life, I, that would be a piece of advice I would give them is, is to follow your gut. Or if you feel like something isn't safe or isn't um, a good situation, then you know you should listen to your, your gut feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good uh, advice. <laughs> Very good. I've done more hiking and um, just feel more confident in general doing hikes. So it was a good experience to have in terms of just reflecting on it and the choices I made at that time. But having done more hikes and having more experience now, I feel like I would be better at making good decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and you always use now the, the phone map, right? I do. Yeah. So now I, I don't have that book anymore. Um, oh, I should have, I should look in my, in my boxes. I might've kept it as a souvenir <laughs> and have that page marked. <laughs> I always use my phone and often I'll download the, because with some of the, tr- yeah, with the, with the app, you can download the trail onto your phone if you lose connect, uh, service, because mm-hmm. sometimes in the bush, yes, you don't have, there's any. no service, right? So, and w- do you have a goal for these, all these hikes? Is there a number you want to do uh, by a year or <laughs> do you just want to know, or you want to do all the hikes of BC? Oh, British Columbia. Yeah. Um, no, not not really. I just I, I think I just enjoy it because I love I love being outside. I think it just it definitely changes my mood. You know, I've I've done more walking since COVID. Like, definitely um, noticed a big difference in how I feel when I get outside and I'm moving. What do they call it? Active rest. So I'm not at the gym and I'm not doing any intensity, but just getting out and moving. Just the fresh air and by the water and the mountains. It really changes my mood. It lifts it lifts my spirits for sure. And, and that's why I don't I wouldn't say I have a goal. This is what I like actually is when I post pictures and people are like, Oh, wanna go on a hike? So I feel it's maybe I'm inspiring sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Uh, I you inspire me until I see that it's nineteen kilometers. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe not so many. Thank you so much for this story. 
And thank you for sharing it. Now we have it preserved for who knows forever, I guess. <laughs> and everybody will hear it and they will hear Janine in 2020. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Yes. No, I appreciate it. And I knew you had a story. Everybody has a story. 